Happy New Year! It's almost here, at least as I record in my little misfit studio. Hi, Nancy Carmichael here, and I just want to tell you how glad I am that you're listening, and thank you for being with us in 2019. So like I said, we're hours away from the New Year, so this little episode will either help you ring out the old or ring in the new. Either way, you can't go wrong. Because we actually recorded it a week or so before Christmas, which you'll hear, but I think the topic is timeless and hopefully timely. And well, that's all I'm going to say. Just keep listening. So here I sit in our humble little misfit studio. And right about now, it's a little more than a week away from Christmas, which means right about now is when full-fledged panic sets in. But maybe that's just me. And why am I telling you this? Well, it's a segue, of course, but an appropriate one, because right about now would be an excellent time for a little soul care. And wouldn't you know it, it just so happens, we have the perfect person with us today to offer some very needed encouragement. Her name is Melanie Stevenson, and aside from being a homeschooling mom of four and a renaissance woman of the creative and performing arts. She can tell us about that if she likes. Um, she's here today to talk about a devotional she wrote called Soul Focus. I know. Perfect, right? So welcome to the Isle of Misfits, Melanie. What a joy to have you here. Thank you so much. It's just as much a joy to be here with you. Oh, and like I said, this is perfect timing. We're so glad to have you because, you know, I have my little first world Christmas anxiety problems going on, but 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 we have some, some bigger topics to talk about. But the, the point is, we do need to take care of our souls, don't we? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So, in fact, this devotional, we're, we're here to talk about it, so we're going to get right into it in just a moment. But um, I understand this is the first in a series of devotionals that you will be writing. And I understand you also have been writing devotionals all along. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I started, I've always kept a prayer journal for years and years and years, probably since I became a Christian at 18. And I had, you know, a couple times I'd written things down and I thought, you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one dealing with these things. I'm sure I'm not the only one, you know, writing down or uttering out prayers to God. And I guess at one point, like I had gone through a really, really hard time. It was a period of two years. We can get maybe into that later. But these soul focus came out of that. I started to write these devotionals. And um, it's actually been over 10 years of devotional writing almost every week. And then I started to um, publish it on a blog about eight years ago. And a lot of people had been saying, you know, you should write a book. And so I actually decided to do a collection. And the first one is on trials, how we overcome life struggles. And then I thought to do a series on, you know, forgiveness, because that's definitely another. That's a thing. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, And I thought also on fear, you know, we deal with a lot of fear and God's always telling us not to be afraid. So how do we figure that out? And even pride, you know, pride creeps in and we don't really um, notice it and even control. So I'm going to do a whole series, I think, on those words. So trials, forgiveness, fear, pride, control. Oh, yeah, those are all things. So, um, yeah, so this is this this is some good reading, folks. So we're starting out just 
full on right into trial. So, like I said, you know, I got my little my little Christmas first world thing going on. Um, but right about now is when I I ask my guests who are always. So gracious and uh, fearless, really. So, yeah, that's one of your devotional topics there. Uh, Dealing with fear, what's coming next? So what's coming next is my time-honored tradition of the stupid game. So I would love to invite you to play stupid game with me. Um, All about, this one's all about first world problems. So, okay. All right, you're up. Okay, so this is, in fact, I'm going to, so you wrote this book, you know, about trial, so it only seemed right to fashion it um, accordingly. So I've shamelessly lifted this off of the World Wide Web, as they say. So I'm going to play this one with you just to change things up a little. So the <laughs> pressure's not all just on you. We're both going to, we're in this together, okay? Okay, perfect, perfect. All right. So how many first world problems do you and I have? All right. So we're just going to check it off. Okay. Hangry is an emotion that you can identify with. Do I need to identify hangry or identify? Do I need to define (laughs) hangry? I'm all over it. (laughs) All right. Yeah, me too. All right. Raising my hand here. All right. So one for each of us. We'll we'll keep score. (laughs) All right. um, You have told someone not to talk to you until you have your morning coffee. (laughs) Mm, maybe not in words <laughs> okay, but with facial expressions all right you can decide whether that counts or not yeah and i you know what yeah i know i've communicated that in some form so i'm so far i'm two for two both all right oh, oh oh wait oh this this one's really good you've been late to something because you stopped to get starbucks along the way <laughs> last week <laughs> you know i'm not here to judge you because same thing all right, I, th- I believe that's four, four for me. Um, I showed up somewhere last week with the Starbucks, and they said, "Oh, we have coffee here," and I was late. <laughs> but yeah, but but it's not Starbucks coffee. So yeah, I hate to tell you, so I won't. So I'll just move right along. Um, so on that note, wait a minute, we're still at Starbucks. Okay, has a Starbucks barista ever messed up your order? Because that is a crisis. <laughs> yes. Um, me, me yes. too. Okay, so five and five. Let's see. We'll just do a couple more here. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. You've struggled to choose an Instagram filter. The struggle <laughs> yeah. is real, my friend. All of technology is a struggle. All right, so we're both at six. Um, I'm going to make this a really good one. Oh, okay. Oh, I got it. I got it. Got it. Someone has spoiled a TV show for you. Yes. Uh, how did you get through that? Well, it was actually dramatic. <laughs> I know. It's like <laughs> it was very dramatic. Yeah, I was invested and then mm-hmm. yeah. Rulingers. Okay. And I'm not a big TV show watcher. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it all the worse, right? Yeah. It was a Netflix thing and I was like fully in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh man, man, I I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Um okay, all right. I said that was lesson, but I have to cuz it's the for for personal reasons I have one more. Um okay. Your house got so messy from all that renovation work. (laughs) It's it's hard. It's so hard. I know. And it's, you know, who who can deal with such horrible circumstances as having (laughs) having the resources to 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I say that because we're going through that right now, and I just had to share my pain with everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want you all to feel sorry for me. So, all right. Well, you've done excellent. I don't know if we've, I don't know. So did you count yours? I think I, think I was eight for eight. I think so. Totally. All right, so so we tied. Congratulations. Yeah, well done. <laughs> we qualify. Well done. But we're obviously not here to talk about our first world trials. Um, you know, you wrote this devotional because there are a lot of people out there going through some pretty intense things. And in fact, I think it's fair to say that um, you kind of alluded to this, that you've been through some pretty intense trials. So why don't why don't we start there? Because I have a feeling that that may be what prompted this whole devotional. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It was actually over. I mean, it sounds funny to say it was so long ago, but it was um, 11 years ago. And um, I actually had um, such excruciating back pain from a torn disc and a bulging disc. It was causing sciatica down both my legs. And in the middle of it, I became pregnant. Mm. What happened was I couldn't take enough medication to take away the pain. And if anybody out there have had nerve pain, it's really, really bad. And it got so bad that I couldn't sleep. I could barely walk. I could barely sit down for, you know, even just a short while. Anything I did, I couldn't drive. I couldn't carry my purse. It was too heavy. And it just became such an impossible situation to be in, you know, 24-7 pain. And so... Uh, like I said, because I was pregnant, I couldn't get surgery. I couldn't get myself out of the situation. And I went to so many healthcare practitioners and each of them thought they could fix me and each of them couldn't. And so finally I came to the point where I just, I completely was out of all options. And um, it wasn't like I wasn't praying before that. It's just that, you know, we, in our, (laughs) our, our world, like we've just played the game, we can usually find comfort, right? We can usually take the edge off. We can find some measure of reasonable comfort to take away our pain on on all kinds of levels, but I couldn't. And so I got down on my knees in absolute despair and cried out to God. And, uh, you know, surprisingly or unsurprisingly, he answered me with four words. And, um, and the, the, um, the words were unforgiveness. And these words are going to be part of the upcoming devos, uh, fear, pride, and control. And God Mm. just whispered those in and they weren't a, you know, a condemnation, but it was like highlighting, you know, things that maybe were connected to my pain. Mm. And I know that sounds maybe a little bit misfit ish, (laughs) but that's how it went down. And as soon as that happened, it was like God had given me something to go on. And so I started, um, and basically God tucked into my life immediately people who could help me. And, uh, one of which, uh, I didn't really know her, but she called me up and asked me how she was doing, how I was doing. She was a friend of a friend. And she actually asked me to make a list of all the people I had never forgiven and call her back. So I prayerfully just started writing my list, had no idea how I was going to forgive these people. And the list was (laughs) originally 12 and it ended up 20. But one by one, we prayed together and I forgave all of those. And then um, it it was about 
I don't know, maybe a little bit later, maybe a week or so later, and I, I realized that I had to bless them. I was reading in God's word, you know, you're supposed to bless your enemies and not curse them and do good to those who mistreat you. And so I went ahead with that list and I blessed them. And it was as hard, if not harder, to do that as it was to forgive them. But mm-hmm. about two weeks after that, my my right side pain went away entirely out of my leg. And Isn't so I knew that- I was... Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So I knew that I was onto something. I knew that somehow that unforgiveness, that anger was somehow, um, God was showing me that it was connected. And so I came to a point where I needed to deliver the baby and I couldn't be on the medication that was only just taking the edge off. And so uh, my doctor suggested I get pain injections in my spine to completely block the pain so I could deliver. And I went and saw the specialist and he said, I could do it right now. And I said, give me seven days. I went back to God and I just spent those seven days praying, asking God what I should do. And when the seven days were up, I knew I could not take the injection. I didn't know if I was going to be okay. I didn't know if this pain was going to go away. I didn't know how I would deliver the baby, but I knew I had to trust God. And so I canceled the appointment. And on the day that I was to get that injection, that night after only sleeping now for like three hours or an hour and a half and getting up and managing the pain the rest of the night, I was able to sleep six hours straight. And the next night I could sleep four. I got up to go to the bathroom and I got back into bed and slept three more hours, which I'd never been able to do. Hmm. And the next night, eight and a half. And so it continued, the pain disappeared and I didn't need to take any medication. I delivered the baby only with that laughing gas (laughs) and I've never had the pain back since. Wow. Wow. What that, I mean, that's truly amazing. And yeah, I think you said earlier, you know, amazing, but it shouldn't be surprising. And yet, and yet it is because I want to go back to what you said for, you know, the misfitish answer that you got. So here you are, you're in pain, you're praying for healing. So, you know, of course, the intuitive thing or the, you know, you would think, what we would expect would be an answer, uh, you know, here's, yes, I love you, and here's, I'm going to sprinkle healing from down from the heavens, because that's, you know, that's how we think it should go down, right? And yet, your answer was a little counterintuitive, to what, yeah. right? So it was, it was these words that... No, that's not what I asked. I don't. I don't want to deal with unforgiveness. I don't want to deal with fear and pride and control. And yet, there were keys to your own healing in those things. And I just love that. You know, we we look at that as you know, like you said, the misfitish answer. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, the upside down kingdom of God is a, is a term I've heard a lot. And and yet, you know, you wonder, okay, which which side is upside down, right? <laughs> Well, I think you, you know, God, like we, we can't know everything. Obviously, we're just human, but I mean, God can do that sprinkle and it's gone. Right. But he can also, and in, in, in my case, I, I, I fully believe that he could have just taken it away, but he didn't. And what happened was he caused me to deal with the deeper issue, the deeper healing that he wanted to right. um, cause in my life. You know, if he had just fixed my back, I would have still had these other things that he would have then been really, I guess, overlooking and let me live with for who knows how long, but that he wasn't content to do that. And right. so he didn't just give me the physical healing. He gave me the spiritual and emotional healing first. Yeah, and that's the depth, right? The depth mm-hmm. of his love for us is that he wants more. You know, we, we ask for this and yeah. we, we think, okay, that would be great if you would do this. And God's yeah. like, 
okay, but I, I wanted to do more. Oh, yeah. You know, and and the other really interesting thing is, you know, this seems to be a pattern with, with the Lord as well, that he he seems to have this habit of identifying the problem before he provides the answer. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's not amazing the way he does that. Yeah. And then, you know, he doesn't leave you an orphan to sort it out, though. Right, right. He's right there with you. And he's, you know, if we let him, he's totally leading us. And he's so faithful and so trustworthy. Yeah. So trustworthy. Always, always. Yes. He he provides that answer. He shows us or here's here's the issue, but you don't have to deal with it. On your own, like you said, I, I'm here with you. My grace is sufficient for you. And he walks us through and, you know, is, and it keeps us dependent on him, yeah. which I think is another gift because that's where I get into trouble is when I'm like, nope, I'm good. Got it from yeah. here. Thanks. See you later. You know, yep. it's like, nope, yep. let's, let's keep this, um, let's keep things close. So, totally. so that you don't have to be in this, this situation of thinking you've got it together when in fact, maybe not so much. So, <laughs> I know. um, it's an illusion. Yeah, but that was the long answer as to why yeah. I wrote Soul Focus, because I just really wanted people to know that God hasn't abandoned you in your struggle. And that looks different for all of us. And it doesn't matter what it is. It's intense for all of us. And, you know, sometimes we can get weary, really, really worn out in the struggle. It goes on so long and you can't see the end of it. And you're just wondering, you know, how I'm going to make it. And sometimes you even wonder if God's left you. You know, if he's abandoned you or if he doesn't care about you or maybe even he's punishing you. Mm. But I can assure you, like, that is not what God's up to <laughs> at all. That's why right. the book, yeah. So, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about how the book is formatted because I have it in my hands right now. And I say, you know, yeah, every day has, it's a 31 day. So perfect for I don't know, the new year coming up, a good way to start out January, um, which happens to have 31 days. So there is a thought, there's a scripture. Uh, but then at the end of every day, there I see a couple of reflective questions here. So talk a little bit about those. Yeah, I guess for me, because I'm a prayer journaler, I, I really wanted to encourage that. But I didn't want to overwhelm people with a blank page and lines. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to put some sentence starters and I'm not even going to change them <laughs> for each day because I just really want it to be simple. And when, you know, people read something, when we read something that maybe, you know, even your Bible and you read a verse, and I often do this in my own prayer journal, I'll write the verse down because it struck me and then I'll write what struck me about it. But here I've just given little things like if you read this selection for that day, what is God showing you? And, um, you know, at least if something struck you, you won't forget it. You know, a lot of times we read a three minute devotional, we shut the book, we start running, we go grab our Starbucks and the day goes on. Right. But here I just really wanted to encourage people, if God showed you something, that could be a treasure that you want to carry with you at least for the day, if not permeate on, you know, for a little while. And so there's a few other questions there that I just really wanting to turn your heart toward God and, you know, steps you can take to focus your soul, one thing you're thankful for, and then a little spot for impressions of your own, and then a little prayer prompt, um, just to, you know, really just have a moment at least to reflect. So yeah, thanks for asking that. 
Oh, yeah. And I, I love these because there there's a depth to these questions, but it's not too like each question. It isn't so deep that you get lost in the question. They're it's straightforward. And yeah. And sometimes, like you said, you know, I'll I'll start the day off with a, you know, with a devotional thought or a scripture. And then it's just that it's like, OK, that's good. Hope I remember it. Yeah. And now I'm off, you know, yeah. to get my Starbucks and hopefully not be late for work. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so speaking of scriptures, actually, the the very first one is um, the day one is probably in my all time favorite, you know, Hall of Fame verses. Um, I'll I'll I will do a spoiler alert just for just for that one. The rest they have to get themselves. But um, love this verse. You start out with, uh, "Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, because for the Lord your God goes with you. Mm-hmm. He will never leave you." nor forsake you and that one has been a key in my life and i love that you started this devotional out with that scripture mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and earlier on too you um you uh talked about being fearless and i actually chose that as my word of the year mm. um just because in this verse again we're encouraged and many times in scripture to not be afraid and you know i think about that and i it's almost preposterous that we are, <laughs> but God knew that we would be, right? So mm-hmm. he repeated it in his word as a, I guess, a, a gentle <laughs> instruction for us. You know, I'm here all the time. You know, I can meet your every need. I'm the God of the universe. I'm doing always what I know is best for you, you know, and my purposes. So, you know, it is kind of crazy when we take fear instead of faith, right? Oh yeah, and like you said, it's a it's a gentle instruction, but also a very repetitive one. And I don't have that number in front of me, but I've you know like I don't know like hundreds of times, right? Yeah. Do not fear just yeah. shows up again and again and again because apparently we need a lot of reminding. Yeah, absolutely. And I know for me, like that's why I want to do one of the devotionals on fear. Again, it's definitely a human condition (laughs) or God wouldn't have reminded us so often. And so I just, yeah, I just wanted to take a look at that and do some encouragements on how we can overcome fear as well. For sure, for sure. And speaking of numbers, so the number 30 is coming to mind right now because um, that's another thing um, that you, another gift through this devotional, 30 things that you learned through pain. Um, of course, I'm not going to ask you for all 30, but maybe what's what's one or two of those things? Oh, I don't know. There, I know it sounds like a lengthy list, 30 things. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's good. We need all kinds of, yeah, all kinds of things. Yeah, for sure. I think... One of the biggest things, God, like the, I guess that he wants intimacy with us. You know, he desires that. And so often we're so self-sufficient, but that beautiful and very, very intimate relationship is available. And, you know, I think sometimes we just, we think it's for us, but I'm pretty sure God is like longing for us to climb up on his lap and spend time with him. And he... You know, if you think about your earthly father, maybe you had a good one, maybe you didn't. But if you did have a good one or you had a, a, some kind of father figure, you know, and uh, someone that reached out and loved you and cared for you, God's is so much bigger 
And we forfeit it so often by being self-sufficient or taking our own control. Um, And, you know, it's ever available. And so when in those night hours when I couldn't sleep, I had my Bible open. I actually couldn't go back to bed. I had to kneel on the floor with a pillow and slump over a chair. And that's the way I slept the rest of the night. But it was in those night seasons because I only would get like three hours of sleep or four hours of sleep a night. And uh, so all the rest, I was awake. And I was praying and reading God's word, listening to praise music. And God just really met me there in a deep way. In my normal day, I would have never have had three hours mm-hmm. to meet with God. Right. You know, or uh-huh. hide those hours. But when it happened, I was like, wow, like God's presence was so amazing. And his joy, even in like complete awful pain, was also available. So that was something really dramatic, too. Yeah, again, and isn't it it's so interesting and, and amazing that even the, the posture that you're describing, it, it wasn't like you were trying, well, i got to get into this posture to humble myself before, before the Lord. No, it was kind of by default, right? You, it, like it, was, it, was, it was a posture that he, it was a gift to you. Yeah. It really, really, even though it didn't probably feel like it at the time because of the pain, and yet, like you said, the result of it was all right. I met, I met with God in a way that I, I probably wouldn't have had everything been going my way. Totally. And since it was kind of a training ground, because since um, I do, I put a pillow on the floor and I pray that way when I really need to lift something up. So yeah. Right, and and the fact that it was in the night hours when, you know, it was just you and God, and, you know, it kind of brings me back to, so the beginning of our conversation, you know, I know I made a little bit of fun of our first world problems, um, and, you know, the thing is, I know our tendency is to compare our pain with yeah. others, right, and then we minimize what, what we think doesn't count, right, yeah. but the truth is, we often don't really know what people are going through, especially when it looks like, you know, they have it all together. So I think this might be a good place to land because I think a lot of people fall into that category. You know, we don't know the pain in other people's lives. So talk to those people uh, a little bit. And it might be, you know, (laughs) it might be closer than you think because we all are dealing with things that nobody maybe knows about. Yeah, for sure. And that was actually, just to say quickly, I wanted to tell my story and be really open because not only did I want people to know that they weren't alone, but I also, like like you said, everybody is dealing with something. You can't actually go through this world. It's not heaven without feeling pain or having to go through intense struggles or trials. I mean, some people seem to get off with less. But, you know, like you said, you can't know for sure what someone's going through. They may show up at work and be smiling, but inside they could be falling apart or maybe at home their life is crumbling around them. And so because we can't know that, I mean, I guess it's good if we just, you know, don't jump to conclusions. And, you know, we extend love and patience and kindness to people if they seem to be a little abrasive or <laughs> downright mean, right? Um, because right. you don't know what mountain they're scaling. You don't know what, you know, you know, I guess, uh, yeah, what they're trying to go through right now. So is that answering what you meant? Absolutely, yes, because like you said, in the end, we all, we're all dealing with something and God knows it and he wants to meet us in the midst of it. And, and I believe that's why 
Melanie Stevenson wrote this devotional for people to to have some hope, to have some encouragement, um, because these times are intense right now, and we can use all the encouragement we can get. So, Melanie, tell us uh, how how can we get this (laughs) devotional book? Sure, yeah. Um, Well, it's available on Amazon. Uh, Right now, it's actually a a long lead time on it, Um, and Word Alive Press actually also has it out of their bookstore online. Um, and you can order it out of any bookstore. Like lo- if you go into your local Christian bookstore or Indigo, you can order it out of out of their bookstores as well. Alrighty, and I understand you also have your own website where people can check you out. So tell us about that one. <laughs> I do. It's melaniestevenson.com, and I, I run a blog on there called Scent of Heaven. Um, and so I post every week. Um, a, a kind of a devotional blog actually it's a little it's not just a blog and they're all intended to encourage us on our christian walk um yeah just like the devo i really didn't want people to give up on their faith or give up on god when things got tough so that's what the blog does as well hopefully we need it we need the message of hope and thanks for being faithful to bring it thanks for showing up today and playing my little first world stupid game and um <laughs> We're just so, so thrilled to have had you here today, and we just wish you the merriest Christmas and a happy new year. Oh, and to you too. Thank you so much. Okay, so that's a wrap, as they say, for 2019. Or maybe it's just the beginning for 2020 uh, perspective. Thanks to Melanie for all the help with focusing on our souls with her new devotional soul care that you can get by the way right now just in time for the new year wherever you like to acquire your reading material i'm going to suggest checking out her website melaniestevenson.com because you know you can get the book there but you can get all the other cool stuff that she has to offer as well i'm also going to thank you one more time for listening and hanging out with us here and invite you to invite your friends, misfits or otherwise, to check us out on the theisleofmisfits.com because we have so much more owning of our awkward, loving of our fellow misfit, and looking for beauty and truth wherever we can find it in 2020 and beyond. <laughs>